So perhaps you got married, perhaps just recently or a while back, and you married this person because you fell in love with them and you believed that they would bring that fulfillment and that love into your life that you desired. But then you realized they were not loving you like Yeshua loves. And they were not exemplifying and showing the fruits of the Spirit as shown in the scripture. What do you do now? Today we want to talk about what if I am already married? What if I am married to someone who does not produce the fruits of the Spirit? Someone who who isn't where I am um, spiritually, maybe not as mature as I am. How do we deal with that issue? That's what we want to talk about in this teaching today. And to start it off, I want to say this is that most marriage issues comes down to one simple thing Mm. as its basis. And that is that either one or both parties of the marriage, and it's usually both for and fault in some way, don't um, present themselves as vessels for Yeshua. In other words, they don't walk as he did in some area of their life. And they don't have the fruits of the Spirit that his Holy Spirit brings. Because if you were able to love someone as perfectly as Yeshua loves his bride, then that is what will change their hearts if they are not um, where they're, where you really want them to be yet. And that's really going to be a big thing what we're talking about today is is really we it's easy to point the finger and say well she's not doesn't have the fruits of the spirit or he doesn't have the fruits of the spirit and it's their fault and they're not treating me right and whatever but the thing is is well if we would love them like yeshua loved us even when we mistreated him maybe that would be the very thing that changes their hearts And that is what is going to be the thing to change their hearts. We need to first point the finger at ourselves, even if they are the one who the majority of things seem to be in the wrong. We need to look at ourselves and see, well, yes, they're in the wrong. But what do we do when they are? What how do we respond when they mistreat us in some way? It's very important for us to make sure that we are in the right before we've just get focused on the other. I would like to encourage you also to take this moment to examine your own heart as well. That in this moment you go before the Father and ask Him to reveal anything in your own life, in your own actions, your own words that would even prompt us to continue. Perhaps that you, the way you respond, that you can respond like Yeshua. The way you act, you can act like Yeshua. And the way you love, you will love like Yeshua. So that your light will shine so brightly that the other person will take notice. It might take a while, but be faithfulness and find your strength in the Father. Find your peace and your comfort in Him. Go to Him and build and strengthen your prayer life and your relationship with Him. And this will be so important, especially right now. And He will be there to give you that joy and that shalom, that peace and that wisdom and the spirit of discernment. Exactly. You know, when we um, ignored Yeshua, He Mm -hmm. stayed. When we wanted to leave, he stayed, you know, and when we betrayed him in our sin, he stayed and he went to die for us, even though we mistreated him in those ways in our sin. And so in the same way, God calls us 
you know, as men and women of God who are married to treat our spouses in that way to if they was going to be like this bride that Yeshua had that God had that was led astray. If we had someone like that as our spouse, we need to treat them as God treated his bride and actually got her back. And the question is, how did he get her back? He died for her and that. But but what is it? What was the thing that got her back, that got her attention was the real incredible illustration of love that he portrayed for her and the gentleness and the kindness and all these things. That was the thing that grabbed her attention to let her look towards him yet again. And then that's how she was drawn to repentance. So if we desire for our spouse to repent and all these things, we need to be the one to continuously be laying down our life for them in various ways so that they may also see that kindness. And they need to be saying this thing of, wow, what happened? Why are you so kind to me? Why do you love me even though I do these things to you, even though I don't treat you right? They may not say that, but if you treat them with compassion, even though they are um, not nice today and they don't love you the way that you desire them to love you, that they're in their hearts, they're going to see it and they're going to be like, wow, what is going on here? Why are they like this? And the conclusion that they will need to come to is that this must be God. This must be Yeshua working in my wife or my husband's heart. And maybe I should also ask Yeshua. Maybe I should also seek Yeshua so I can be like her, so I can be like him. You need to display the fruits so well that they would want that in that at that level. And in Matthew 5, verse 38, Yeshua actually gives an exhortation on this where he talks about don't just do what is expected of you, but go the extra mile. In Matthew 5, verse 38, we read, You have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue you at the law and take away your coat, let him have the cloak too. And whosoever shall compel you to go a mile, go with him too. Give to him that ask and from him that would borrow, do not turn him away. And so when we read this chapter, you know, I just want to clarify that when God talks, when Yeshua is actually quoting from the Torah and he quotes this part that says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, that law that was given by God does not mean that if someone strikes us and we lose an eye, that we need to strike them back and so that they can also lose theirs. That's not what this instruction is about at all. It actually refers to compensation for what was lost. In other words, if if someone struck me and I lost my eye, they would need to financially and in whichever other way compensate for that so that uh, there may be restoration. Now, the point that Yeshua is making is that it's not just about um, letting them strike you on the cheek and then striking them back and having that right. But it's actually about having them strike you on the cheek. But as he said, turning the other cheek. Because what they will be expecting is for you to just strike them back too. And so meeting them with the grace and kindness and humility that Yeshua has worked in you, that is going to catch them off guard. That's going to be the thing that's going to be like, well, why are you so nice? And why are you so different? 
So if we find that our partner is not exemplifying the love of Yeshua and walking in the fruits of the Spirit and the biblical principles like we would desire them to and like they should, it is really our calling in that moment to become like Yeshua, to exemplify Yeshua's love, His forgiveness, His faithfulness for us, that even when we are unfaithful, He is faithful. His love is unending and it is eternal and is unconditional. And so this is a hard calling, but I would encourage you at this moment to introspect, go examine your own heart that you will desire to love your partner, your husband, your wife, like Yeshua loves. And when you do, they will notice. It might take some time, but they will notice. And when I say love like Yeshua, I don't mean that you it, you turn your eye away from sin, that you, you ignore it. No, it is that like Yeshua, when there was an issue going on, he would speak up and he would show light on that, but he would say it in a way that was because he loved that person so much, not because he hated that person, not because he was irritated at that person, but because he loved that person. That's how he revealed a sin that needed to be corrected, or that's why he showed this issue that needed to be addressed. He did it because he loved so much. And if our actions and our words are fueled by that love for God and for that person, God can start to bring restoration and to bring healing in our marriages, in our relationships. I want to encourage you in that. And likewise, like even Yeshua said, to if someone strikes you, to turn the other cheek. And so in that same way, if our husband, if our wife does something that, that hurts us or that offends us or that is not treating us like they should be treating, I want to encourage you to turn your other cheek, to treat them even better than they are treating you and to make it so obvious that you love them even in the midst of their unkindness in that moment that they will be forced to see, wait a minute, there's something really different about my wife, the way my wife is acting, the way my husband is acting. And they'll be face to face with that. They cannot turn away from it because it'll be right there staring them in the face. But with your love that you're showing to them in the midst of whatever trial or whatever difficulty that is going on, Marriage is difficult and it was part of it was designed to be because of the relationship that we have with God. Sometimes it's difficult. It was difficult for Yeshua. It was difficult for him to die for us. It was it's difficult. Relationships are difficult because we are humans, but that's an opportunity that God has created for us to be like Yeshua, where if we are not treated the way we want, if we're not loved the way we want, as deeply as we want to be loved, etc. We now have an opportunity, and this is a good thing, an opportunity to be able to love them, like Christina said, to turn the other cheek. So if they're not um, loving me, right, if they're not nice to me today, I can be extremely nice to them today so that I can imitate Yeshua well. If you this is and if you if you never had any opportunity like that you would never be able to show god how you how he has he has worked in your heart you're never mm -hmm. able to show others what true love really is because if things just go well mm -hmm. there's no opportunity to imitate and demonstrate true mm -hmm. love so when things don't go well, don't just see it as, oh no, this is horrible, but see it as, yes, this means I can actually be like my Messiah today. Mm. And see it as, it's not about your partner. It's about, this is a wonderful 
opportunity to exemplify Yeshua and to walk like Yeshua and to love like Yeshua, especially when it's hard. Now, of course, what we're referring to is not talking about if your partner is, if there's abuse going on, if it's physical or emotional. We're not referring to that at all. If there's something that's not safe, we would give you the encouragement to seek the Father and if you need to step away from that for your own safety. But that is not what we're referring or talking about right now. We're talking about normal things that might occur in a relationship or in a marriage where your husband or your wife is not loving you in the same way Yeshua would love and the way you can show love back to them. Matthew 5 verse 43 says, You have heard it said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. If you love them that love which who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the publicans do the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? But but you be therefore perfect, even as your father who is in heaven is perfect. Mm. God makes the statement that, you know, anyone can love someone who loves them already. But the real test of your faith would be and whether you can imitate Yeshua well is if someone doesn't love you perfectly, will you be able to love them perfectly back regardless? God and marriage is a great place where this could be done, a great place where our hearts can be perfected in this area. For if our husband or wife doesn't treat us well on a certain day, we can still love them regardless. And we do also let just me just say this. We realize there are even marriages that have partners, a spouse who is considered like an enemy because that's almost how it becomes. The relationship becomes like you become enemies of each other. And in that unfortunate circumstance, this applies just as much where if this is actually your spouse, you are called to love them, right? And and love your enemies, bless them that curse you, etc. And so God calls that of us too. And then with all of this, it is key to be then patient Mm -hmm. is when your spouse is not on board with maybe it's a Mm -hmm. truth or even just something as simple as a doctrine you believe Mm -hmm. and they don't. Or if it's something deeper, you know, Mm -hmm. disagreements or whatever else it is, or whether it is you praying for them to have a deeper relationship with God and getting Mm -hmm. there. It is so important for us to exhibit the fruit of the spirit of being Mm -hmm. patient and having patience on God to work in their hearts and then in our patience, then imitating Christ around them so they may see um, what God has done in you so their eyes may be opened to also want him. And so it's important when we present things to them, when we speak to them, it's just it's almost as more important about how we speak than what we actually say. It, you can easily have the greatest, most perfect truth in the world that is undeniable. But if you say it in a nasty way that is not in love, then they will never want it. They will never want to hear it, even if it is absolutely true. 
it is so important for us to demonstrate and show truth in a way that is loving. The way we say it must be loving. The way we treat them must be loving because then they will want to hear what we actually have to say behind our actions. What is the thing that we actually want them to see? They will see it if we show it to them in the right manner. Like 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a ringing gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have absolute faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And it goes on with love is patient, love is kind. And so we need to exhibit this patience this kindness that it's God's timing and to continue walking in that love of Yeshua and that patience and that he will work all things for good for those who love him if we are patient and we wait on his timing. And so we just want to end on an important note for those of you who may be an, in a relationship that actually is abusive, mm-hmm. uh, whether physically or emotionally. If you're in a relationship where there is actual abuse, as in something like a husband hitting a wife or even a wife abusing a husband, it is very important to believe and move to a safe space. Mm-hmm. Carrying your cross mm-hmm. for God does not mean living with an abusive husband or an mm-hmm. abusive wife. That is not what carrying your cross is. Mm-hmm. Carrying your cross means being like Yeshua and Yeshua was bold and he pointed out sin mm-hmm. when there was sin. And God, for example, called Israel out of Egypt when they were being abused by Pharaoh. That was actually one of the main reasons he took them away from Mm -hmm. Pharaoh and Egypt. So God, who was this husband of Israel, if you will, Mm -hmm. literally called them away. And then he made a covenant with them in that wilderness. In other words, God loves to remove um, people from places of abuse and slavery and bondage. And if you're in a place of abuse, slavery or bondage in your marriage, then it may be a good idea to start leaving and to at least go to a safe space. And this doesn't necessarily mean divorce, but it does mean that you protect yourself and you move to a safe space. Then from there, it is important to then seek the father's heart on your marriage, on what to do next, on Mm -hmm. how to go forth. And this, of course, depends on the case by case basis. But then let the father guide. You know, divorce is not the heart of the father. He does not desire divorce. He does hate divorce. Um, So this is a that is a matter that has to be sought very with a very heavy and serious heart before a decision is made as well. Yeshua said that while Moses allowed for a certificate of divorce from Mm. the beginning, it was not so. Mm. And what he means by that is God never it was never God's plan or intent for people to even be able to divorce because there was no sin in the beginning. But because of sin, divorce was allowed by Moses. But on that, we would like to say that, you know, for most marriage issues, for most of the things we've been talking about in this video, you know, where there's maybe a little lack of love or a little this, a little that divorce Mm -hmm. should not be an option. Marriage is is a covenant that is supposed to be a forever kind of Mm -hmm. covenant. It is not something we take lightly. And so we we highly encourage you to not look at divorce as the first 
thing when things don't seem to be going well in a marriage. Divorce is an absolute last resort when there is no other way out. And if there is actually, if it would actually bring more life than death to divorce than anything else. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we need to be seeking what gives life. And if things are actually that bad that divorce is the only issue, only um, uh, any way, then that can be considered, but under no other circumstances. God has said when he has brought together, let man not separate. So mm -hmm. as far as possible, we should not be separating from wives and husbands mm -hmm. because of differences, because of differences, even in beliefs, etc. Paul said that um, if, if your husband is an unbeliever, do not separate because of that. If your wife is an unbeliever, do not separate just because of that. That is not enough reason to separate. Um, if they absolutely push you away and separate you, then God does call you to peace with that. But that divorce is something that is we can only consider under um, extreme circumstances. So as we end this video, we just want to give a word of encouragement to you that God can create something beautiful, even if it is difficult right now. Pursue Him. Pursue that relationship with Him. Go deeper than you even are now in relationship with Him and that intimacy with Him. And go strong in your faith so that you can walk as Yeshua walked in your marriage. That you can love as Yeshua loved in your marriage. And you can have hope that He can make even what is impossible. He can turn that around. We have both personally witnessed how the Father can turn around seemingly impossible situations in marriages for His good, where the marriage is turned around to give Him glory, where it was maybe a marriage that was unfruitful in the beginning, but it's turned around to give God glory in many ways. So God can do it and he will do it mm -hmm. if you go and you submit yourself to him mm -hmm. and you put on the fruits of the spirit if you start walking mm -hmm. as yeshua and not just point the finger but also look at yourself and also make mm -hmm. sure that you yourself are, are is walking like your messiah to give the other person a chance to actually see mm -hmm. what yeshua looks like what is jesus mm -hmm. who's jesus really because maybe you're the only chance they ever get to see who he is and even you as their spouse can do that so we hope this teaching was blessed and encourage you may god bless you and keep your shadow's face upon you lift up his counts upon you and bless your marriage and uh, we'll see you guys in the next video shalom and blessings blessings and shalom